Welcome everyone to the Ohave Torah, Har Lebanon, Daf Yomi Shur. Today's Shur is Daf Tzadi He. We will begin on Tzadi Dalit Amunbet at the Mishnah. Says the Mishnah, Hanotel Tzibonav Zubazu, a person who removes his fingernail one with the other. Oh, Bishinav, removing fingernails with your teeth. Vechen Besaro, also removing your hair by pulling it out with your hand. Vechen Besaro, pulling out a mustache hair. Vechen Zekeno, or beard hair. Chen Hagodlot, a woman who braids her hair. Chenakochlot, a woman who puts on eyeshadow. Chenapokeset, a woman who fixes her hair. Fixing your hair means you're using it with a comb. Says the Gemara, in any of these cases, Rabbi Eliezer mechayev, hachamim oslim mishum shvut. Rabbi Eliezer says, yechayev achatat, that means you did a doraita. Well, the hachamim old, it's only a shvut, it's asur, but only mid Rabbanan. Says the Gemara, Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Eliezer says, machloket, biyad, machloket, it's only when you do it with your hand. Aval bekeli. But if you did it with the scissors, chayev, everyone would agree, even the hachamim would agree, that you bring a korban. Pshita. Zubazutanan, what's the chidush? If it says in the Mishnah, Notel Zubazu, that means you're taking it specifically with your hand. That means implying that if you take it in a better way, meaning in a more normal way with a, with a scissors, you'd be chayav. Mao de Tema says, I would have thunk, Rabbanan Bechlinami Patri. Maybe really the rabbis say Yepatur either way. Meaning Yepatur, if you take it off with a with the scissors and your patur if you take it off with your hand. So then why would we case why would we mention zubazu? If we, in other words, if the Mishnah would hold, if the Rabbanan hold that a person is patur even with the scissors, why would we say the lesser chidush and say the case that your patur, if you do it with a with a with your fingers, we could have said a bigger chidush and said your patur if you do it with your with the, with with the scissors, so says the Gemara. No, Mao de Tema. I would have thunk. So Bahadik Tani, this that it says Zubazu, why would we say Huzubazu if we could have said uh, the, uh, the stronger case of a scissors? I want to show you how strong Rabbi says. And he says, not only with the scissors, but even if you do it with your fingers. Kamash Malan, no. Therefore, it could have been like that. And that's why we need the Gemara to, say, to tell us the case that the Machlokah is only Biyad. That's why we need Rabbi Elazar's statement. Another statement. Rabbi Elazar also says, Machlokah Latmo. Machloket is only when the person is pulling it off for himself. When we say for himself, that means that he's doing it for his own fingers. When a guy cuts his friend's fingernails, since you're doing it for your friend, everyone agrees that you're patur. Pshita. Obviously, the Mishnah says, obviously, Tzipornav. It says, his nails. Obviously, it's only his nails. That's what the Mishnah said. His nails. Pay attention to the Mishnah. No, even if I even if I would have seen the Mishnah, I might not have known that it's only on his nails and your patur for your friend's nails. Why? I would have thought. Maybe Rabbi Azad who says Yechayav says Yechayav even if you do your friend's nails.
So if so, why would the Mishnah bother tell you your own nails? If we could tell you a bigger chidush, you even chayav for your friend's nails. That's a bigger chidush to say chayav for your friend's nails and in a weirder case than your own nails, which is a normal case. I would have thought. So why do we say your own nails? We want to show you the rabbis to tell you that the rabbis say get patur even on your own fingernails. Come on, come and tell you no. Rebbez agrees that if you move your friend's nails, that you're patur. Beautiful. Now the Mishnah said, "V'chen saro also your hair." Tana, we learned in the Mishnah, "Hanotel melop leazug chayav." If you take a scissors full of hair, you chayav. What does that mean? A scissors full? Kama melop leazug. I'm going to read Ashtayim. Two hairs. If you take two hairs out, you pull out two hairs. Then you are chayav. Didn't we learn when it comes to ripping out hair? You're not allowed to rip out hair in mourning for a dead person. If a person's relative passes away, it's a sort to rip out hair in mourning. That's showing, that's a love in the Torah. How many hairs is that a sort to do? Says the Gemara. Pulling out two hairs is chayav. So the Gemara says, ah, if it says, it sounds like, but in the bright uh, about Shabbat, about pulling out hairs, over there it's not two hairs, maybe it's more. Emma, rather the Gemara should say, no, change it. Rather it should say, also pulling out hairs, not only making a bold spot for a dead body is a two, but also if you pull out hairs, if you pull out hairs, on Shabbat, it's also two hairs. Says the Gemara Tanya Nami Hachi. We also learned in the Brayta Hanotel Molopi Azug B'Shabbat Chayav. If you pull out a scissors tip on Shabbat of hair, you Chayav. Kam Molopi Azug Shtayim. It's two. Rabbi Lezer Malachat. Rabbi Lezer disagrees. Says only one hair is enough. On Mudiu Chamim Lezer. Rabbi Chachamim agreed with Rabbi Lezer that when you cut out Malachet Levanot Mitoch Shorot, if a guy pulls out on Shabbat a white hair among his beard. Or white hair among his hair, then everyone agrees that even one. Now, how come Chachamim, who said two hairs, are saying here when it's a white hair, it's one? What's the difference? Because since you're pulling it out in, in, for a reason, you want that white hair to appear young. Therefore, it's significant to pull it out, it's accomplishing something, and even one, you'll be Chayav. And for a man to pull out a white hair, even during the week is Asur. Assuming it's a man. Because since it's a female thing to pull out these hairs, females are the ones who care about, about getting white hairs. Men don't care about how they look. And therefore, it would be Asur during the week to pull out a white hair because it's Lotel Bash. Tanya will learn to the brighter. If you have a fingernail, that most of it came off. Or if you have cuticles, that that most of it came off. Biyad mutar. If you're pulling it off with your finger, this uh, partially detached or mostly detached fingernail cuticle that's pulled off with another finger, mutar. It's mutar. Bekili, if you cut it with scissors, chayav chatat, chayav chatat. So over here, there's no patur. It's only straight, it sounded like. Is there anything in the world that you, if you do it with a utensil, you chayav chatat, like over here with the scissors, when you pull it out, you could actually do it. It's not just patur, it's mutal chatchila. Can't be. Always the rabbis would make some kind of patur of alasur. Why did they do that? Says no. This is what the Gemara means to say. If it came out most of the way, biyad mutal bekli patur. 
If most of it came off, then if you do it by hand, it's mutar. And do it keli, it's patur avalasur. If you didn't take it off, all, all off, biyar patur avalasur. Then if you do it by hand, it's patur, but you still, but avalasur. And bekli, if you do it with the scissors, then yechayav chatat in that case. So we're talking about, we're, we're contrasting two cases. If it's mostly off, it's either mutar or patur. And if it's only partially off, then it's either chayav or patur. Says the Gemara, Amar Bihuda. Halacha kirashba. The halacha follows Rashba. Beautiful. That you're allowed to even pull off one that came off most of the way. Amar Abba Amar Biochanan. Biochanan says, Name of Biochanan. Who should be sure mala? That's only if it's detached towards the top of the finger. But if it's not detached towards the top of the finger, and it has to be bothering you. But if not, then it would be asur. Now, uh, practically, if a person has a nail that's coming off, it's a big machlok at what does it mean towards the top. And therefore, people say you should avoid pulling it off. Even though it said it was mutar over here, but we don't know, it's hard to identify what's called towards the top. A woman who braids her hair is chayav. This lady who braids or eyeshadows or combs her hair, why is she Why would say what what is it? says, if you if you're braiding your hair, that's weaving. if you're doing eyeshadow, that's kotev, that's writing. if you're moving your hair, that's like spinning when you're spinning flax, you're making it all even. Rabbanan said in front of Rabbu, how can it be these things? Is it normal to weave like that by doing braids? Is it normal to, to do writing by doing eyeshadow? Is it normal to spin with hair? That's not normal, so therefore you should be patur. I will explain Rabbanan's statement the following, in the following way. Top of Tzadi Heim when we say do your eyeshadow shum that's dying, not writing, dying. Okay, God Lord it. And when we say make your hair or braid your hair, that's born and that's building. Is that a way to build by braiding hair or by fixing hair? In yes, like the famous statement of Shimon Nasia talking about Adam and Chava in Gan Eden. Says Le'isha. Hashem took the tzela, which means he took the rib of Adam and made it into a woman, but he didn't just bring it to a woman, Hazita, all messed up, when she was just created right off the creation table. We see that Hashem braided Chava's hair and brought her to Adam, so Adam should see her looking beautiful. And therefore you see how, how important it is that a person's uh, persons should work on making sure that the husband looks well at the wife. They call a braider a builder. So therefore, vayiven, the word vayiven can indicate hair. Build, doing something with hair. And therefore it's called building when a person braids hair. Tanya, we learned in a brighter. Tanya, we learned in the Brayta. Rabbi Shimon Melazar Omer, Godelet kochel pokeset laatzma petura lechaverta chayevet. If a woman is painting or doing braids, 
or doing kachel. If she's doing it for herself, she's patur aval, so she's no, no korban. Lechavetah is doing it for a friend, chayevet, she's chayev a korban. A woman should not put rouge on her face because she is dyeing her skin. A person who is milking an animal. Or you're straining milk. Or making cheese. How much do you have to, be, do, you have to do to be chayav? The size of a dried fig, like we always said for most of the things of food. If you're sweeping a house. Or you're laying the dust, which means you're sprinkling water on the floor, on the dirt floor, to make sure the dust doesn't get in your nose. In the old days, if you had a dirt floor, if it got really dry inside a house, because there's no rain falling in a house, uh, it could get very dusty, and the people who are sensitive to that used to have a problem. Or if you rip loaves of honey, honeycombs from a beehive, if you do it by accident on Shabbat, you bring a korban. If you do it on purpose on Yom Tov, you get 40 lashes. All these things are only dirabanan and not the oraita. Interesting story. They asked the question, If a guy does the milks an animal, what do you chayav for? So they told him, oh, because you, you're chayav, because you milked. If a guy strains the milk, what's he chayav for? Because he strained the milk. If a guy made cheese, why is he chayav? Because he made cheese. He told him, Your teacher was a tree cutter in the swamp. Now, this is not considered a compliment. Uh, for example, Kali Katya Adma means, uh, like for example, let's say I, I would go to a guy and I tell you, hey, points to, points to a Ferrari. What is that? And he says, oh, I think it's a car. It's, car. it's not a car. He says, you know what that is? That's an automobile that can go, uh, has 620 horsepower and can go 3.2 seconds to 0 to 60. He says, that, that's not a car. That's a machine. He says, oh, that's what I told you. It's a car. So oh, forget it. You, you, you call, calling that a car? You're a, you, you know nothing. It's not just a car. It's, it's a Ferrari. So similarly, when we tell you, when you're learning Torah, you have to be able to pinpoint the item. So if we tell you you're a, you're a swamp cutter, it's like we asked you to be a, you know, are you a, a, a knee surgeon? He says, no, I'm a wood chopper. A wood chopper is not a knee surgeon. There's no nothing. So therefore, when we tell you, uh, how, what are you chayav for? I'm chayav for megaben. That's a, you're kali katma'ama. You're a reed cutter. Right? They came and asked him, and they told him, when you do milking, that's because you're extracting. You're extracting just like we extracted the grain out of, uh, uh, out of the shaft. So too, you're doing mifarek over here. And what about you strain the milk? That's separating. And when you make cheese, it's like building. Similar to what we said now, that even though it doesn't look like building, but you're making these blocks of cheese, that's building. If you sweep the floor, or you put water on the dust, or you take out the honeycombs, if you do it by mistake on Shabbat, you bring a chatat. And this is what Rabbi Elazar said. That was the end of the Brayta. Rabbi Elazar, the Abura, explaining, what's Rabbi Elazar, the the Tana's reason why he said that you do not get 
sorry, telling you that you get chayav chatat for a honeycomb. It says that he dipped it. Yonatan dipped the the stick while he was fa- supposed to fast into the honey, to yarot, into the forest of the honey. What does the forest have to do with honey? You dipped into the honey. What's the yarot tadash? I'm coming to teach you. Just like a tree in a forest, if you rip it, it's chayav chatat. So too, when you take out honey from the honeycomb, you're chayav chatat. A meimer allowed sprinkling water on the floor in mechuza. Why? Amar he said. Time am I? Why did the rabbi say it's a to sprinkle dust on the floor on Shabbat? Maybe you'll be able to level the holes on the ground with the water that you put. In mechuza they always had stone floors. They had cobblestone floors, and therefore they did not have a problem of putting wa- uh, water on the dust on Shabbat because of that reason. Says the Gemara. Rava Tosfa, Rava Tosfa, Ashkechel Ravina de Kametzte'er Mehavla. He once came and saw Ravina that he was very in trouble because of the floor was getting dust in the air and he was sensitive to it. V'amrele Mark Shishabreh Others say it was more Kshisha Bray Dirava who found Rav Ashi who was nervous, not Ravina. Mehavla from the Havel on the floor. Amalese told him, doesn't the rabbi agree with the Brayta, which says, if a guy wants to put water, sprinkle water on the floor and you're not allowed to do it on Shabbat, what should he do? Bring a basin full of water. Wash your face in one corner, and that will put down the dust in that corner. Wash your hands in one corner. Wash your hands and your feet in the other corner. And this way, the dust will fall down on its own because you, you weren't doing it on purpose for the floor, but you had in mind that the floor is going to get clean and it got cleaned. He says, I never heard about that one. Okay. Tana, we learned in the Brayta, Isha a wise woman, she can figure out her way to get the dust to lie flat on Shabbat by rinsing the dishes here and the cups in a different corner. Ha'idna disvira like Rabbi Shimon, but nowadays we hold like Rabbi Shimon, who holds the Vashem with Kiven Mutar, then, Shari Afilo Chatchila, you're allowed to do it on purpose, because since you, when you sprinkle that, you're not trying to level the floor. What you're trying to do is get, take down the dust. We would allow sprinkling the water on the dust, even the Chatchila, on Shabbat.